Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The melanated way. I just made that up. I should be a songwriter like Tariq. Uh, what up, y'all? Linda Antwi here, your host of 98 The Melanated Way. Let's get into some housekeeping stuff. As we get into some housekeeping stuff, you guys, I do want you to raise your hand in the live chat if you were either underwhelmed or felt that part two was a little lackluster. Do you know what I mean? Just raise your hand in the live chat if you're feeling some kind of way about this part two of the tell-all. And while you all are doing that, I'm gonna get some housekeeping out of the way. Uh, so first and foremost, you guys, uh, please support my show. Please support my show in any way uh, you feel fit, whether uh, you want a Venmo cash app, Linda So Girly, whether you wanna say send out a super chat in the live if you're watching it, on YouTube or a super sticker or come on over to Patreon. We have some VIP stuff where we do, you know, interviews with cast members, 90 day news and gossip, stuff that you will not hear um, on any of the other shows. So think about it, act on it, you know, help us out. Uh, and also I'm going to shout out my uh, top Patreon subscribers, uh, Trisha, Welcome, you're new. Welcome to the family. I guess I'm in a singing mood. I don't know. So Trisha, Sandra, Carol, Trina, Danielle, Jennifer, uh, Megan, Rebecca, Marianne, Raydella. Hey, girl. Hey, I see you in the live chat. Hey, Mary, what's up? I see, or Maria, excuse me. I see you too. Uh, Marianne, Linda, Lydia, Brianna, Crystal, Nicole, Amanda, and Jolisa. Uh, hey, I appreciate y'all so, so very much. Did I say Lydia? Hey, Lydia. Um, Maria said that she hasn't watched it yet, so she's here for the tea. Well, welcome. Uh, Trisha, hey, girl, hey. So let's just jump into it. First of all, I don't understand why it was only an hour. There was so, there's eight, well, excuse me, 17 episodes, 18 if you count part one. There's so much footage. There's so many things that we could be talking about. I don't understand why it was an hour. Like, I think it must have been the shortest tell-all that I've seen in quite some time. Um, so, oh, thank you, Maria. My shirt is beautiful. I had a, I had an interview, or oh, I was interviewing um, 
this morning. So I had to actually like get dressed up. And so I just kept it on. And uh, yeah. So I was underwhelmed. Hey, Crystal. Hey, go. Hey, I was under. Hey, Vanessa. I was underwhelmed, but I also felt a lot of the questions weren't answered. And so we're going to just kind of dive into it a little bit more. So it starts off with Andrew and his adult temper tantrum, right? Because that's exactly what he was having. And I have to tell you guys that before we get into like the Amir part and all of that, I'm so glad that she stood her ground because I feel like I found out so much about Andrew and Amir's relationship by her standing her ground. And what I mean by her standing her ground, I mean, she stuck to y'all. I said, no, I don't want to see him. I don't want to talk to him. And she was like physically upset about it. And you know what? Andrew was there because they had cut up contact. He had no contact with her on social media, couldn't call her, none of this stuff. So he literally was there to gaslight her to her face and say whatever he was going to say. And if it's true that he yells at her all the time and she doesn't even know when and how it's going to, hey, Dasha, hey, girl, hey, um, when that's going to happen, then I can understand her saying, okay, I know what's going to work. What's going to work is if I just don't talk to him. And he flew from Northern California to Southern California just to talk to Amira. Can you imagine that? Just to talk to her because he hasn't been able to talk to her. And so threw a whole full-on hissy fit and said it was not fair. And I want to know what you guys think. Do you think that it was unfair of Amira and then thus production to honor what she wanted, that it was unfair that they weren't in the same room at the same time, knowing that she hasn't talked to him since he asked back for his ring? Was it unfair? Uh, Deanna says, Andrew showed who he was. And I, I like this one too. Maria said, it's driving him insane that he can't control her. So her standing her ground was really important. And, and I want to talk about that a little bit more later. So uh, he says that he needs to be on the stage. They need to be facing each other and he's not going unless him and Amira are on the stage talking to each other. And then did you guys notice in the very beginning, he said, that's how it's going down to the producers. Like he's running the show, which to me is a form of control, right? That's how it's going down. Well, well is it? Cause your talent and we run this show. So for you to tell the producer that's how it's going down or you're going home, well, then you're going home, right? You're going home because you don't call the shots here. And I think that that's the part that I thought was so interesting is because he was trying to control the situation and the situation couldn't be controlled. So I thought that part was, you know, it was something. So producer goes talk to Amira. Uh, tells her everything that Andrew's doing, that he's leaving and wants to to leave because he can't be in the same room. And then Amira's like, I laughed at this. She's like, good, bye, bye, okay? Um, live chat is popping today. What y'all talking about? 
Um, hey, Amanda. Hey, girl. Hey. Maria says, it's fair. Absolutely fair. He's abusive. Uh, and they stood by Amir and honored her wishes. Go TLC. And Trisha says, no. He would have been able to still give his side and respond to her, at least if he stayed. But he doesn't think logically like that. All emotion, all drama. That in control. And I personally think that he's a bit of a narcissist. Uh, Amanda says, Andrew needs to start listening when women say no to him. And that is the statement of the day. Ding, 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 ding. So... <clears throat> Um, <laughs> and Mary's like, okay, well, he can go. Um, I am not going to give, and this was important to you guys, when she said, I'm not going to give him the pleasure to control me ever again in my whole life, which I think, again, is something, right? So if you look at it, it's like this. He came there specifically to talk to her, right? Because he's had no other opportunity to talk to her. So he, fought, he finally was like, you know what? I'm going to the tell-all, and I'm going to say what I want to say. And perhaps the way I speak to her like I normally speak to her, I'm going to be able to then flip it and get back with her or whatever he was thinking. But he wanted that face to face. And because she took her power back and was like, no, and didn't cave in to the cast members, which I want to talk about a little bit, you guys, because the cast members, I don't know. I don't know if they were really supporting her. And, and, that talk in the break, we'll talk about that too. But I was like, really? Like, she has a right to say, I. she told the producers, I will only do this if, and they brought her on anyways. It was easy for them not to bring people on because, you know, we didn't bring on Stephanie and Harris and Ryan and all of that. So they could have easily said no. But she gave the stipulation. They agreed to it. So here we are. Um, live chat is not impressed with what was going on in the, in the break. I just thought it was weird. I think that we should honor people's wishes, right? And if they're, especially when they're not unreasonable. And we truly don't know why she wanted to not be face to face. She said, these are my reasons, but we don't know what that breakup was like. We only know what we saw. Um, on camera. Hey, Brittany. Hey, girl. Hey. Um, Brittany says they were super victim blaming. Yeah, it was a bit weird. I was so really surprised by that. I was really, really surprised by that. Okay, so then Amira is like, you know, when he talks to me, he makes me feel guilty about everything. And today, you can't do that. Today is not the day. Today, you can't do that. And those were straight facts, y'all. That right there, I was like, okay, go. I was, I was on my couch. I was like, go, Amir, go. Go, Amir, go. You know, stand your ground. Um, oh, Vanessa, we're totally going to talk about that whole business of, of being detained and all of that. Uh, we're going to get to that, too. So... <clears throat> Then we hear from Julia and Julia is like, you know, I didn't like Andrew at first because of the whole Mexico thing and his lack of doing anything about anything except taking a mini vacay. So Julia didn't really like him at first, but now she said that she felt bad and sad for him because he has a broken heart. Okay. 
I don't think it was about a broken heart, personally. I don't think that that temper tantrum and him demanding what he was about to do was about a broken heart. Now, everyone handles breakups differently, and some people get mad, and some people get sad, and all of that. But Andrew's been consistent with his behavior this season, and his consistency has been he's been a bit stinky. He's been a bit stinky on the way he talks. He's been a bit stinky on the way he acts. So I don't think, unless he, no, I'm sticking with that. He was consistent with his behavior. So I personally don't think it was a broken heart. I just think that that's his personality. And either you love it or you don't love it. And I personally don't love it. I don't think that um, he's a good listener. And I think that he is a bit of a narcissist and he gaslights. And, I, and the simple fact that you, he goes on social media just to troll Amira says a whole lot to me. Like, if you've indeed moved on, then move on with your life. Because who has time for you to be dragging your ex? It's over, been over, done over, goodbye. Heal your wounds, <laughs> lick your wounds, and keep it pushing. But no, you want to hold on to your 15-minute of fame by dragging your ex-fiance? That's what we're doing? And then play the victim like, hey, I didn't do anything wrong. It's not fair to me. And she did this, and it was her plans and her. Y'all, you better, you better stop. You better stop because I'm just going to say this before I move on to the next section. He's the same person that went to social media and dragged TLC even before the season started. Okay? Dragged TLC. Dragged them before the season started. But it's everybody else, but it's not you. I personally think maybe you should do some self-reflection. Watch the season back. Watch all the parts that you admitted, omitted to your family and like watch how they edited it. And you can call it editing, but it's also how people see you. You know how you meet somebody and they say first impressions are long lasting. Well, meet the person, get the impression, and then, you know, whenever later, a month later, whatever, ask that person, oh, you know, when we first met, what did you think? And they'll sometimes tell you stuff that you didn't think that you were portraying, but you are. So that is my advice to him. Watch the season again and see if you see it from a different perspective. Because if you can only see it through your own eye lens and all of the world that's watching is saying the same thing, all of the world can't be wrong. Do you know what I mean? Just saying. Okay. Um, then Jovi, who has been a supporter of Andrew, and I have my theory on that. My theory is because they met him in person. I think that's why the whole cast was a little bit pro-Andrew is because they all met in person. And if you've seen any of their social media, they all hung out, they went and partied, had drinks together, all of that. So that creates kind of a bond. Right. So um, I think that because they have all met him in person, they were more like, oh, hey, Nicole. Hey, girl. Hey, Nicole's new. Everyone. Welcome, Nicole. I like how you spell your name, Nicole. Um, I think that contributed to, you know, the bonding, you know, like when you go to camp. Right. You don't know these people but you, you start to get to know them and you hang out, you do fun things, you play games, and then they kind of become your friends, right? And then, you know, your brother, who's not at camp, 
might know a few of those people, but they're, he's not really in it, you know, because you go through something together when you're in camp. Just like 90 days when you're in person, you go through things together. And I just feel like that probably bonded them. So anyways, Jovi says that uh, he feels like Andrew took the time to come and Amir is not... Okay, so Andrew took the time to come to set. He then says that Andrew wasn't or Amira wasn't there in person. Why can't I speak about this? It's very odd. Let me start again so that y'all can understand what I'm trying to say. <laughs> so Jovi is team Andrew and says, Andrew took the time to come to set. Amira's not even there. She's not even in person. Uh, so she would only be seeing him at, at a distance. So it's not a big deal, right? So I was like, no, it is a big deal because their whole relationship on the show was from a distance. Their whole relationship on the show was from a distance. They were never in person. So how is this different? Do you see what I'm saying? Like, I didn't get that logic because I was like, well, she fears him from a distance. She's feared him after the fact from a distance. The relationship was from a distance. So that logic doesn't make sense to me. Am I am I wrong? Um. Dasha says, that's such a damn insensitive guy thing to say, Jovi. Yeah, I just, I kind of didn't get it. I kind of didn't get it. I was like, uh, your point is that she shouldn't care because she's not there in real life, but the relationship, they weren't together in real life. So I, I just think like she had, she had a point. She's sticking to her the way she feels and her facts, and that's it. Sorry, I'm looking for my first question for you guys. Okay, there it is, perfect. Okay, so then Rebecca, I felt was one of the only people that stood up a little bit, just a little bit for Amira and was like, you know, she heard him say that the only reason he came here was to be able to talk to her. And the fact that she needed to distance herself from him and he came to see her in person, that bothered her. And you guys, that was a completely, hey, Cheryl, hey, girl, hey. Hey, girl, hey. Um, Erica has a great point. Hey, girl, hey, Erica. Uh, you don't have to be present to be emotionally and physically aggressive or psychologically aggressive, facts. Those are facts too. So I felt like, okay, Rebecca, she stood up a little bit and she made some sense. And no, it kind of just got rolled through. There wasn't really more discussion about like about that. And that was kind of my problem with this entire part too, is that I thought that we were gonna answer some questions because I still have a ton of questions and they haven't been answered. And I hate that the tell-all does this to me a lot of the time. And I, I stick to that tell-all that leaked the 10 hours. Like, just leak the whole tell-all. Just do that. And we'll pick through. We'll take the time and pick through. Am I wrong, 90-day fans? Am I wrong? We'll pick through the parts that we like. And if we don't like it, we'll fast-forward it. I personally will watch the whole thing, like I did with the 10-hour leak, because it it gave you more. And I just feel like this didn't give us enough. We needed more. We need, And why was it only three hours? You know? So anyways. Um, 
Andrew, he's still having his fit. He wants to make sure that he gets to have a conversation like everyone else had. Um, <laughs> how do we come to a consensus, he says, of what happened if we can't be in the same room? Well, you're not together, so I don't think that you need to come to any kind of consensus. You've broken up. There's always going to be two sides to a story. So I didn't understand that logic either because I was like, well, just tell your side and she'll tell her side. And then we will figure out what we believe, what we don't believe. What you don't need to do is come to a consensus. You come to a consensus when you're still together. Y'all aren't together. So what consensus is there going to be? She's telling you, hey, Raina, hey, girl, hey. She's saying, these are the things that I didn't like about you. You yelled at me too much. Um, I never knew when I was gonna when you were gonna be angry with me. You're trying to force me to have a kid and putting it holding it over my head, saying if I don't have a kid right away, according to Amira, then you're not gonna marry me. You told her the night before to just go back to France, right? Plus, I mean, I could go on and on this whole season. We all know what he's done instead. So all he had to do was say, hey, listen, this is this is my side. And my side is, I thought that I loved her. I'm trying to think of what his side would be. I thought that I loved her and I thought I did everything I could when, you know, I made a couple of calls when she was detained in Mexico. And, you know, when they did the flashback, you guys, I didn't even realize that it was Amira's parents that called Andrew to update him on where she was. So you're standing around, your woman hasn't landed, and you're not you're not trying to find out where she is. You're not making a call. You're not sending a text. I, I just doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me. And so I'm trying to figure out, like, what his side would be. So then he's in Mexico, and he tried to be like, hey, um, I'm going to go ahead and go for this walking tour, and I'm going to just clear my head and try to, like, telepathically find out where you are. And oh, I'm going to also go to this steakhouse and have a steak and a couple of drinks. And I feel like a, a full belly will really help me figure out where you are. And then I'm going to call your dad. And instead of being in panic mode, I'm going to tell him that he has a nice shirt and a nice tie and that he looks good. And I mean, do you see what I'm saying? It's outrageous. It's outrageous. So then he's still having a hiss hissy fit, can't do it in the same room, he's going home. And I don't know if you guys noticed this, but he was doing the pointing thing that I just was like, oh, you're doing that to the producer as well? Because again, you're not in control here, the producers are. So if I can't be in the same room, point, 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 I'm going home, point, point, point. Ew, just ew. Did you guys notice that? Because I just thought it was, Gross. I just thought it was gross. Hey, Teresa. Hey, girl. Hey, Teresa says he partied and never did anything to locate or support her in Mexico. Yeah. I mean, behind the scenes production said, I don't know if you guys heard this, but behind the scenes production said they offered to pay for him to go to Mexico City and he declined. He said no. So there's that. All right. So then we get to Amira's side, you guys. And 
I before I start talking so that you guys then know what my point of view is, I'm going to pop up my first question. And my first question to you guys is, did you believe Amira's side of the story? Did you believe Amira's side of the story? Did you believe it or did you not believe it? I want to know. Let me know in the live chat. Let me know if you're watching the replay in the comments below. But did you believe Amira's side of the story? Okay, so all y'all that are watching, you guys are in for a special little treat because I have some little inside scoop and I usually leave this for my VIP subscribers but she talked about this on the show the tell-all so I'm just going to confirm some stuff okay so she felt stressed out her heart was beating fast you could visibly see that she was shaking um so far I, I see a bunch of yeses Cheryl says yes Dasha says she has no reason to lie uh, Crystal believed her. Uh, Nicole said, I believed her for the most part. Uh, Trina said that she absolutely believed Amira. Andrew is the worst. And Teresa says mental abuse. Okay. So she stressed out. You could visibly see her shaking. And she says the last time that she had contact with him was when uh, he asked for his ring back. And so she sent the ring back. She sent a bunch of gifts uh, to him and the family. And okay, so, and got no reply. No thank you, none of that. Now, um, as many of you guys know, uh, how do I even put this without sounding like an idiot? So as many of you guys know, I'm an entertainment reporter. So I do interact with the cast a lot. I run, you know, this 90 day uh, melanated way stuff. We have a cast on my show often. Uh, if you know me from After Buzz Day, same thing. We'd have them in the studios, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So uh, I can confirm that Amira really was scared of Andrew, like literally scared after their breakup. And I can confirm that when she said that she sent gifts to the family, she did with the ring. She sent gifts because. Andrew's sister just had a baby. So she sent a bunch of baby stuff. Uh, she uh, sent some gifts to the mom as well. I can confirm those things are true because her and I had a chat um, and she told me this way before the tell-all. So I can confirm that those things are true. So take that for what you want. Um, but it, And she also said too that she was scared of him back then too, before the tell-all. So I'm just saying I can confirm that what she said on the tell for that part, she has said that before and it's consistent with what she said before so uh she said that she you know she's just she went through a lot and she was not she didn't feel like he made her feel like anybody she felt like she, what am i a nobody that those are her little words like it was nothing no response from them nothing 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 Am I a nobody? Because here I am doing what you asked and then some. And like she said, she felt like, you know what? Whatever she did, it was just never good enough. It was never good enough. And if you think about her feeling that way, you guys, that's like a form of be feeling abused. And I'm not saying that he did that, but that's a form of feeling abused, right? When you don't feel like it's good enough, that person is always like criticizing and yelling at you. So then 
you feel like, oh, it's it's not enough. It's not enough. It's not enough. I mean, that's what I think at least. So she talks about, they show that little flashback video. She talks about uh, taking off her shoes, taking off her phone, uh, get, getting her phone confiscated, her passport taken, and, you know, off to the prison door, she calls it. And did you guys notice Ziad's face? Ziad's face, he literally looked scared. Like, he looked scared for her. And she spent three days, two nights there. Uh, Yara doesn't get how they didn't tell her the why part because Amira said they never told her why. And it was funny because she said, that's unlegal. It's unlegal of them. They have to tell you why they're detaining you or deporting you. Um, and so the cast started to say it didn't make sense. I was like, mm, okay. Okay. She lands back in Amsterdam. She's asked, did you have any messages from Andrew? And she said there were no messages. And then Tariq asks about the three days. So the three days that you were detained, you go back, you go to Amsterdam, you have your phone in your hand, and were there any messages? And honestly, you guys, I really think part of it was a language thing, right? So English is her second language. And she's explaining to, to them that there were no messages when she landed in Amsterdam from him. And I took that as meaning as, as soon as she landed, he didn't call or message her to say, hey. And she even said that, did you land okay? Did you arrive okay? Are you okay in Amsterdam? But then the cast took it as, and after Tariq asked about the three days, the cast took it as when Amira said, well, barely nothing, no. The cast took it as, oh, so now it's barely nothing. And Jovi repeated that, oh, so it's barely nothing. And I was like, well, I think what she was saying was during the three days that she were three days that she was detained, there were little to no interactions between them. That's how I took it. And then when she landed in Amsterdam, he didn't contact her about her arriving safely. Those are two separate things. So if she's saying no, he didn't he didn't message me, right? No, he didn't message me when I landed. And oh, by the way, while I was detained, there was little to no messages from him. Then that makes sense. She's not saying, oh no, there were no messages whatsoever. That's not what she was saying. Little to no, she said. And then no for when she landed, but it totally got twisted in my opinion. And you guys let me know if you think differently. I think it was a language thing. And I think that it was misconstrued to make it look like she's lying. So then Julius like, Amira, you don't want to see him and tell him how you feel. And Amira stuck her ground again and said, no. And then Jovi speaks up again and takes Andrew's side and says, it's upsetting to everyone here. So he's speaking for the whole cast that uh, Andrew can't be there and for them not to get his side of the story. And then Natalie jumps in on that and says, you know, give him a chance to be here. Give him a chance to be here. I was like, um, he could be there. There's just some stipulations. So now why are we telling Amira what to do? 
when Amir already made it clear that she did not feel comfortable. So are we now forcing people to do things that they don't want to do? Is that what we're doing now? We, like I said, we don't know the intimate nitty gritties on why they broke up, but it was clear to me watching her that she was visibly upset. So are we doing that? We're forcing someone who clearly feels uncomfortable to confront someone she feels uncomfortable with because that doesn't make any sense to me. And I was not okay with that. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. So producer goes to see Andrew, tells him the whole cast wants you back there. And he's like, okay, well, tell Amira that. Okay, well, tell Amira, tell Amira that. So? So you guys can all tell her to... That's okay. You could be fearful, but be fair to Andrew. Let Andrew come back. I just didn't think it was a big deal. She didn't want to confront him face-to-face. She was willing to tell her side of the story, and he could tell his side of the story. And they could have even gone back and forth like that. But because you can't be in the same room physically or on monitor, you're having a big issue. I don't know. I just, I kind of feel that they threw her under the bus a little bit, you guys. And I just felt sad for her. I felt like, I felt sad. I felt like we were not all just being open-minded and, and believing her truth. Whether you believed her or not, that was her truth. And we have to respect her decision. That's That's how I feel. So <laughs> producer tries to talk to Andrew again and said, you know, regardless of how this is going down and it's not going the way like you wanted it, um, we would still love to hear your side of the story. And Andrew's like, you're not going to get it. You're not going to get it, man. No, man, I can't. And he leaves. And I was like, okay, bye. So, because to me, that meant it's not about you really wanting the world to know your side of the story. You really don't want all of us who you say TLC portrayed, portrayed incorrectly, you don't want us to really see your side. What you came here for is to gaslight Amira. You came here to talk to her face to face because you had no other opportunity to do it. And that's why you guys, I'm happy that she stood her ground because it's clear that he didn't care about the production. He didn't care about the story being told. He cared about like confronting and coming to a consensus. <clears throat> Crystal said, I'm glad she stuck to it. And Maria said, it's his way or the highway. And he thought they weren't going to send him onto the highway. <laughs> Chris, uh, Maria, you're really funny. You're really funny. I enjoy, I enjoy your comments. They're really funny. And Nicole said, exactly. It was about him being in control. Those are facts, Nicole. Those are 100% facts. Facts, 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 facts. That's it. He wanted to control the narrative, control the situation, control Amira, which is what she was saying the whole time, y'all. And it wasn't about the story. And what, what confuses me, you guys, what confuses me is that he spent this whole season on social media saying how, oh, the story is wrong. The editing is wrong. They're making me this way. They're making me that way. They're doing... He had the opportunity to tell his story. 
so that we could all think differently, perhaps, maybe have a different opinion of him, perhaps, but he didn't care about that. He didn't care. But you spent the whole season complaining. I, I just, I don't get it. So was it about the storyline, y'all? Or was it about gaslighting Amira? You tell me. So, producer goes and tells him he leaves. Bye. Bye, Andrew. Bye. Amira's asked, why did she go to go to Serbia? Like, why did you continue to go? Because most people, myself included, if I had gotten detained and my fiancé was nowhere to be found, he would be no more fiancé. But she said that she loved him. Uh, she wanted to show him that she was willing to do anything for the relationship and she felt like nothing was enough. So she just really wanted to show him that she loved him and she would do anything to be with him. Okay, I'm going to tell you this, you guys. And again, this is my personal opinion. Feel free to jump in the live chat and let me know what you all think. Let me know in the comments. But I personally feel that if you're in a relationship and nothing, you feel like nothing is ever good enough, you're in the wrong relationship. It means that your partner doesn't value you and you shouldn't have to feel like you have to prove yourself over and over and over ago. That's not your person. That's just not your person. That's what I think. It's not your person. You shouldn't have to prove yourself in your relationship. You should just be. Your person should be your person. Your person you be your person. That's it. If there if there's too much like ooh, ooh ah, 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 and this and that, ah, you need to reevaluate to see if that's your person or not. Those are just my thoughts. I think that you okay. I'm gonna give you guys my theory. So the world outside is hard enough. Look around you. Look what we've lived through, and it's hard enough out there. I feel like. When you come home, your home should be like your sanctuary. When you come home, you get to like regroup, you get to like exhale, you get to be around your people, you get to discuss with your people and you get to like just release all the stuff that's out there openly and honestly. And then your person or your people support you, you support them, and then you can go back out into the world the next day. What I don't think should be happening is that you're out there in the crazy world, you come home to a crazy relationship. It's too much work. It's like stressful. Ooh, yuck. Anyhow, that's what I think. So think about it, y'all. And um, Ziad piped in a little bit, and Ziad was really quiet. And I think I gave you my my theory on that last time, uh, part one of the tell-all. But he did say that, well, Rebecca said that Andrew told Ziad because she didn't get on the plane. That's the only reason they did they broke up. Um. Okay, but we saw something different. We saw what Amira said that you did. And then we also saw that you didn't tell your mom that you got in a huge fight just before she was supposed to be on the plane and that you actually admitted that you told her to go back to France. Like, are we, are we changing the story now to fit your own personal narrative? So you're telling fellow cast members that it's just because she didn't get on the plane. Hmm. Kind of weird to me. 
and then Amir was asked, oh, oh, about the notification thing. So she finds out that he's back on a dating site and she finds out because he has her emails on his phone and she has his emails on her phone. And she got a notification from the dating site showing that he was back on the dating site as soon as she got back from Serbia. Okay. I need to know you all. There's a lot of women in this live chat. Men, women. I need to know. Is that not a red flag? Or is that normal? Because to me, having to have your partner's email or anything like that, so you can check what's going on in their email, to me, says that you don't trust your partner. And to me, says it's a bit controlling. To me, it's like a red flag. Is it a red flag for you all? Or am I, or is that is that what people do? I don't know. I don't do it. I'll tell you that. You can, you can go through my phone all day because I have nothing to hide. But what you're not about to do is like, we're not about to have each other's emails going through this and that. And you're getting my, like, no. Feel free to go through my phone, but we're not, we're not just, we're not doing all that. We're not doing all that. Uh, Teresa says, giant red flag. Hey, Deanna. Hey, girl. Hey, big red flag. Vanessa says, by leaving, he wasn't held to task on any of his BS. It was very unsatisfying. I agree with you. I, was, I felt this part two was lackluster. Lackluster. <laughs> Rodella says, total red flag number 1,000. So <clears throat> the email thing totally threw me. But now she's happy, you guys. She's happy. Uh, she's in love with someone, love of her life, Mr. Right. And I died of laughter when Ziad again, just jumped in real quick and said, is he American? And when she said that he's from the US, he started giggling and I just died because Ziad is the most unbothered cast member, like just so unproblematic. Do you know what I mean? I just laughed that he giggled. And so, uh, I know I mentioned, I may have mentioned it. I do so many shows time. I may have mentioned it, but she does have a new boyfriend. And uh, I will be talking all about it on News and Gossip. I think that I hinted to my subscribers on Thursday that just passed. Um, but she does have a new boyfriend. This is Amira's new boyfriend. And I will give you guys all the details on Thursday's news and gossip. So she does have a new boyfriend. He's American. He's a California boy. Uh, he's, I want to say, like a creative type. He's very, he comes across as a creative type. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, Vanessa, that makes sense. Okay. Vanessa says, we have an email account that forwards to both of us. We use it for travel arrangements, kids, sports, stuff, et cetera. That makes sense to me. That makes sense where it's like, this is about the family. This is about us. So we'll both be on it. So we both make sure that we're like in the loop. That makes sense to me. The personal email account thing does not. 
makes sense to me. Um, so she has a new boyfriend. She's happy. So uh, Jovi says, see you soon in America when they sign off. Then they go on this five-minute break. And this is the part that I was just like, oh, okay, you guys. So Cass says that that whole segment was confusing. It was rough. Jovi says uh, Amira's story seems bogus. And I don't want to call her a liar, but, well, you just said her story seems bogus. So it sounds to me like you are calling her a liar. And then he said, this is the part that you guys that I just was like, I'm done with y'all. Then he said that basically it's border patrol. So border patrol, custom and immigrations, whatever you want to call it, wherever you are. He said they don't pick people at random and detain them. You just described their job. Have you, and Mr. You travel all across the world. Have you never been detained? Because if you've never been detained or never pulled over, that just says to me a whole lot about where we are in society. It just, it just, it says a whole lot. But I'll tell you this, I'm Canadian coming into the US. I've been pulled over randomly, checked randomly, go to the airport, checked randomly. It's happened. It doesn't happen a lot, but it's happened. Because you know what? You're literally defining customs and immigration. That's what they look for. They look for people. Okay. And sometimes you're the unlucky one that they decide, hey, we're going to do a random check and pull you over. Have you not ever gone to the airport and put your bag through and something looks a little off, so they pull your bag off? That's a random check. That's random, okay? I just, I was just like, oh, this speaks of privilege. Wait, like for you to even say that, just it just rubbed me the wrong way. Rubbed me the wrong way. You literally are describing the job of customs. And if the simple fact that you say you travel as much as you do and you've never had this experience tells me a whole lot, period. Period. Um, it's random. Yes, Teresa, it's random. That's their job. Whatever. Okay, so Tariq and Hazel. Let me pull up my question about Tariq and Hazel. I have questions, actually. Is Hazel too jealous to be in a polyamorous relationship? Is Hazel too jealous to be in a poly relationship? All right. So apparently, Treek and Hazel still want to find a girlfriend. And Treek explains that there are thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of people that uh, have more than one person in their relationship. And it's not necessarily about sex like sex is not the priority and yara says what are you even saying now and last right so she's already laughing at Tariq trying to explain the situation and he explains it 
but not in a way that the cast liked because the cast felt like it's not normal. It's not normal. It's not normal. And they ask Hazel, like, hey, you know, what's going on with Minty? And they bring Minty on. Now, you guys, first, the backstory is that Tariq has already been in a poly relationship before. So he has the experience. Then they bring Minty on and you could see on Hazel's face that Hazel was already getting upset again and, and jealous. And I think she's super, super jealous of Minty. I think she's super, super jealous. And Minty says, the reason why their relationship went bad is because she got more attention and Hazel couldn't handle it. I 100% agree with her. I 100% believe that. I believe it to my core. I think that this relationship, the polyamorous thruple relationship is not going to ever work for them. Not ever, not ever, not ever, never, never, ever, never, ever, never, ever. The way that Tariq thinks it's going to be. It will work. Hey, Belly. Hey, girl. Hey. It will work this way and only this way. If Hazel gets a girlfriend that is a lesbian and only likes women and they can be together and that woman is is not into men. So she's not into men, therefore there's no threat. But that's what she wants. She wants a girlfriend for herself and her husband. What she doesn't want is a girlfriend for the both of them and the attention be taken off of her because she she's too jealous of a person. She's too jealous of a person. How are you going to be in a polyamorous relationship and be so jealous? You, you can't do it. The whole point is it's the three of you. So the attention's going to be here. It's going to be there. It's going to be everywhere. But if she has a girlfriend and it's only her girlfriend, then it will work. Deanna says, yes, too jealous. Anyone that prefers Tariq over her will not work. Hell, I don't think anyone will work out unless it's Hazel and the girl. That's it. You're saying what uh, I'm saying. It has to be Hazel's girl, and that's it. So she, Minty's asked, like, do you like, do you like Hazel? And she's like, yeah, she's beautiful when she's nice. And then you look at her face and, like, you could see that Hazel was getting unhinged. Okay. She's like doing this with her hair. She's like, uh, uh. she's getting mad all over again. And that just showed me that she's re she feels really insecure about this girl. Very insecure and so insecure. And when I found out that nothing like um, sexually happened between them, I was like, it can only now be jealousy because y'all didn't even sleep together and you're this jealous. That's pure insecurity. And as far as I can see it. So, um, <laughs> I don't know, you guys. I, I actually want to ask you, ask you this as well. It's not one of my prepared questions. But what are your thoughts on uh, polyamorous relationships? Can they work? What are your thoughts on that? I think certain... I think certain person, I personally think certain personalities can do that. 
I don't think everyone can do it, but I think certain personalities can do it. Hey, Stevie. Yeah, I, I don't, Hazel's, listen, I already gave you my theory, but I'm curious if, if you guys, what you think of it. Um, Maria says it's not for me, but if it works for others, go for it. Uh, Dasha said the same thing, can work for some people. Yeah, we all agree. So it can work for some people, it's just not for everyone. Uh, I personally don't think that it's for Hazel and Tariq. But I did think it was interesting, you guys, how the cast was responding, kind of judgy, right? So you're judging Amira, and now you're judging Tariq and Hazel. And then I, I noticed that Tariq got on the defensive and was basically like, you know, we don't follow anyone else's rules. We follow our own rules. And then the, the part where he's still in contact with Minty because they're just friends. And then Hazel needed to be in a group chat with them so that she could see everything going on when they correspond. Well, clearly, Hazel, you're not in every chat because you didn't know that they were still talking and they just talked that day. So, like, you could try to control the situation and be, like, insecure like that, but there's always a ways around it. Yes, you're in a group chat, but you also have a phone that you could just text whenever outside of the group chat. Like, I didn't get... I just didn't get the logic behind that. If someone is going to... And I'm not saying that he is, you guys. I'm just saying that if someone is going to be shady like that, then they're just going to find a way to do it. You know what I mean? Throw me in a group chat, sure. But that doesn't stop my fingers from typing outside of the group chat. Hello? <sighs> yes, Dasha, yes. Hazel is not made out for, for this relationship, that type of relationship, in my opinion, unless it's just a partner for her only. Okay, so they still communicate. And here's what I thought was interesting, you guys. Trick A felt like he needed to clarify the situation, so it made him not look shady. And second, when Treek said they all worked it all out, all their messes behind them, and now they're becoming friends. And Hazel's looking at this us and looking at the screen like she's confused. Like, when did this all become okay? And then she clarified that by saying, well, no, when asked, do you want Tariq to delete the number? And Tariq, and then told us that Tariq said he will never delete the number. And then Tariq said, oh, I didn't say that. But then he won't delete the number. But they're just friends. Okay, so Lydia says, Hazel is insecure because Tariq is being shady and not good at reassuring her. Um, I agree with that, Lydia. However, they didn't just start dating. Tariq has been who he's been this whole time and she decided to marry him anyway. And I think she decided to marry him anyway so that she could come to America and bring her son. And you guys already know my theory on this. My theory is, yes, she's going to have a better life. And yes, she loves Tariq. 
I don't know if she's in love with Tariq. And I do think that when she's able to bring her son over, it's going to be a different situation. Personally, that, that's the vibe I get. Okay, so Mike and Natalie. Oh, before I move on, I have another question for you. Can men and women be only friends? Can men and women be only friends? Without one of them liking the other in a different way. Can can they just be friends? Okay. While you guys let me know in the live chat and definitely let me know in the comments below. Radella says yes. Um, I'm going to start talking about Mike and Natalie. So Sean's like, I knew this relationship was over the last tell-all. She was so surprised that they were still together. Uh, Sean says that it was the most intense moment of a tell-all that she's ever done. And I was like, oh, yeah. That, I mean, we're all surprised. We're all surprised. Uh, Raina says, no, men and women cannot be just friends. Uh, everyone else is saying yes. Stevie says yes. And Maria says, depends on people. Amanda says, I'm friends with lots of men. So there's a, some disagreement. Michelle is asking, okay. Hey, Linda, someone told me Mike and Natalie are divorced already. Can you please confirm this? They are not divorced. They are separated, though. So February, when the tell-all was filmed, they were still together. And as you guys saw, as we all saw, there was a lot of tension in that relationship. And Natalie chose not to tell all. But she did, at the very end, to camera, say things were difficult amongst them. That was back in February. The beginning of April we saw Natalie in Florida and Mike in Seattle. And that's when all the rumors started. And Uncle Bo did his own version of a tell-all and told In Touch Weekly that Natalie and Mike were no longer, they were separated. So that's a long-winded saying of, they're not divorced, but they're separated. But I have a theory on that, you guys. And my theory is, I, obviously, they're not going to get divorced anytime soon because they're on the next season of Happily Ever After. So conspiracy theory one is that this is all for show and to spice it up, or they're going to wait till after Happily Ever After airs before they actually do an official split. All right. So... Maria from my last episode. <laughs> yes, girl, yes. Would the squishing on the tiny couch cause them to separate, I bet. Um, okay, so here's the first thing that I wanted to talk about. So Sarah is Mike's best friend. 
where was Sarah this whole season? And I know we're in a pandemic, all of that stuff, but like, where was Sarah this whole, if that's your bestie, you got full on married. We didn't even see you on a screen. Like we saw Hazel's parents on a screen attending the wedding, like nothing. I, I don't, where were you if you're the best friend? Like, and then if, if you're the best friend, why is the neighbor having to do everything for you guys? Like, I was just really confused. What kind of best friend is this? And I'm, I don't know anything about Sarah, y'all. I'm not talking about Sarah specifically. I'm just talking about best friend relationship because I know that my bestie and I don't act like, like, hey, see, see you when I see you. Get married and I won't be there. And I know we're in a pandemic and I know that he went to her wedding and was her best man and all that. I just thought it was a weird, it's weird. It's a bit weird. So as we all know, Natalie thought that uh, Mike cheated on her with Sarah during Sarah's wedding weekend. And she was convinced because Natalie said that when they screamed, FaceTimed, Mike was naked, and then she heard Sarah in the background say, I'm going into the shower. And so by that, she was convinced that they were cheating and that he's a cheater, a liar, and that he always gets caught. Okay, well, I don't know how you came up with all of that, but Marie, uh, excuse me, Sarah said that that never happened. She doesn't, well, she said she doesn't recall that. She doesn't recall Mike being shirtless, being in the video chat. Uh, she doesn't remember any of that happening. She had a bunch of people, which we didn't know you guys, that she had a bunch of people staying at her place at the same time that Mike was staying. So it wasn't just her and Mike as Natalie made it seem last season they were on, right? She made it seem like Mike slept at her apartment or at her house and it was just the two of them and that he was shirtless. But turns out he slept on the couch and other people slept wherever they slept, a bunch of people at the house. So um, they didn't cheat. They've never been romantic ever. And it was simply not true. But what I thought was interesting was when Mike was shopping, wedding cake shopping, and said, hey, you want to meet Natalie FaceTime? Uh, to Sarah and Sarah's like sure and Natalie went full crazy like did her salutations and then went full crazy and called her a whore she said um what did she say guys she said do all Americans act like whores or just you okay I so unpleasantries obviously some terrible things said obviously you don't come from, you don't come back from that, obviously, because remember I said earlier about first impressions? Yeah, that's Sarah's first impression. And like, why would she make that up? She was in happy wedding mode. She was, she was off to get her wedding cake. And we've all seen Natalie and the things she says to other people. So, and Natalie even said that she gets emotional when she She's upset. She gets emotional, but she says some mean things. You know, you called your fiance stupid. You basically called him fat. Um, 
you've called them a bunch of stuff. So this is in line with that when you're upset. This is in line with that. And so that's the part that stood out to me was the fact that you're just meeting this person and you full on go full on crazy psycho girlfriend, fiance on the best friend that you're just meeting because you feel like he's cheating and you've made up this whole story about how she cheated with Mike on her wedding weekend. I mean, I'm sure those things happen, but like that sounds like a movie. It just sounds like a movie. It sounds like you may be watching too many movies and I don't know what else, but like it just I don't know what else. Yes. I burst out laughing at that line. Amanda says, best line of the night. Yeah, it was actually the best line of the night because there's not a lot going on at this tell tell all. Um, so <clears throat> first contact with Natalie and Sarah, not so good. And then Sarah's asked, like, you know, do you think that they are a match? And she was like, no, because Mike is kind of like a jokey type, she said, and likes to, like, clown around. And um, Natalie is super serious. And, I mean, I was like, that is the least of their problems. Okay. He can be jokester and she can be serious, but that is the least of the problems. They have a whole communication issue. And she acts like a five-year-old and just stops talking. And, you know, silent treatment, which I just think, like, y'all are mid-30s. Use your words. And I'm not saying Mike is perfect. I think that, you know, this whole season he really was power tripping. And like I said to you guys on the previous show last week, I think he might be a little low key narcissist himself. Um, so I don't think it, it's a perfect situation. However, they both, they have to work on the real issues and they keep saying they have some things to work on, but they don't actually work on them. Like it's great that you acknowledge, Hey, I need to work on this, but then you actually have to go and do the work. So I don't know, you guys, I just, I don't know. I will say, say this. I, I thought it was interesting that Natalie, so Natalie didn't say very much this tell-all. I felt um, Hazel didn't say very much this tell-all and Zia didn't say very much this tell-all. And yet you gave us only three hours. There was a whole bunch of stuff that we could be talking about, but we didn't. I, don't call it a tell-all then. Don't call it a comeback. Don't call it a tell-all. Call it a like a get-together, the final get-together. Do you know what I mean? Then I wouldn't be thinking that it's going to be juicy and I'm going to hear some things. You see what I'm saying? You guys feel me with me? Um. So, house full of people. Show's about to end. Uh, Sarah says that she didn't really care for her in for Natalie in the beginning, still kind of doesn't care for her and doesn't think that they're going to work out, which, you know, that's fair considering what we've all seen. 
What I did notice to you guys was that Mike is a master avoider. So that whole American horror comment, Sean turns to Mike and said, well, did you hear Natalie say that? And what did he say? He said, uh, you know, things just escalated really quickly and just escalated. I was like, oh, he dodged that. Yes, call it a recap, not a tell-all. Facts. Like this. This show is a recap and a review. You get a little bit of a recap and a little bit of a review. It is what it is. That tell-all was not telling me anything, and no one wanted to talk. Hazel says, no comment. No comment at a tell-all? Natalie's like, ah, no comment. Why are, why are you here, then? kind of crazy. Uh, and then they go backstage, or then they wrap it, goodbye, and they say, uh, Sean says, you know, thank you so much for being here, uh, sharing your journey and your hopes and plans for the future. And I was like, what? Did I, did I miss a part of the tell-all? When did they tell us about their hopes and plans for the future? Did, did that happen? Did I miss it? Because they basically didn't say very much. Uh, and then we see them go backstage and, you know, Natalie's upset as, you know, she often is. And I noticed that there's like a BFF relationship going on with Julia and um, Yara. So that was funny. And then when she went in, she went and she's like, oh, can I give you a hug? And she calls them Juliana and uh, Brandonana. I was like, oh, that's clever. That's clever. It's very cute. Um, and that was it, you guys. But I have a question for you before we wrap it up. Which couple do you think will last? And you can pick more than one, but which couple do you think will last from season eight? Which couple do you think will last? I think that Jovi and Yara are going to go the distance. And um, I also think Brandon and Julia are going to go the distance. I think that Rebecca and Ziad, they're going to have a couple of bumps in the road, but they're going to go the distance. I think Tariq and Hazel aren't going to go the distance. I think that they're going to last a bit, but not forever. And I think that Mike and Nelly will be over by next year. Um, you guys think Jovi and Yara. Um, Maria thinks Ziad and Rebecca. I see you. I see you, Maria. That was hilarious. Um, Raydella says maybe Jovi and Yara and Julia and Brandon. Yeah, Dasha, that's the part. That's why I was like, I think they're going to hit some rough patches, but I think they're going to go the distance because Zia doesn't want kids now because he's in his late 20s, but he might change his mind when he's in his 30s, even 40s. So we'll see how that all plays out. Anyways, you guys. It's been a blast. Thank you so much for joining me. Don't forget to thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. 
wherever you're watching, heart, 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 wherever you're watching. Uh, it really does help me so very much. So if you're watching on Facebook, on YouTube, wherever you're watching, if you guys are listening to the podcast later, uh, definitely just make sure that you are giving me all the thumbs up possible. And then you guys, again, please um, support the show. Support the show. Support the show. Tomorrow, I am covering Stephanie's part two of her Sofa Talk Tell All. And you guys can thank me later. Um, I'm going to sit through another hour of Stephanie version of the tell-all. And so we'll talk about it tomorrow. So I'll see y'all tomorrow. Same time, same place. Bye, y'all.